Building an online presence across multiple platforms is an important part of growing a brand on social media. But one word you need to keep in mind going into 2022 especially is balance. Balance is actually our word of the year for 2022 at Creatorly Media. After some thinking and reflecting on our past year, it just felt like balance is what we truly needed to prioritize going into our next year as a business. So it's definitely on our minds when we're making decisions for business and social media strategy. Some brands choose one social media platform and go all in, while others try to be on every platform to reach as many different people as possible. But honestly, either route will give you the results that a well-balanced strategy can provide. So today we're going to dive into choosing the proper platforms, how to create a cohesive strategy across all your social media platforms, and the tools you need to balance it all. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the Creator Club podcast. I am so excited to be so close to entering the new year with all of you. It's hard to believe that we're starting to think about January and February social strategy, but um, it's exciting as much as it is overwhelming. So I hope you're also excited to dive in and talk about this. Before we get into the main body of today's episode, you know we got to go back to the review shout out. So once again, thanks to everyone for submitting your reviews during our giveaway in November. Just because we don't have a giveaway going on right now does not mean that you shouldn't leave us a review. Leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or if you are not an Apple Podcast user, doing something as simple as sharing the episode that you're listening to right now to your Instagram story from Spotify, for example, is a huge way to help the show help us continue to grow and be able to dedicate even more time and research into making these episodes valuable. So I wanted to quickly give a shout out to today's reviewer, which is Thread and Therapy, and their review is titled No Fluff and Actionable Advice. And they wrote, one of the few podcasts out there that provides real actionable advice with no fluff. I also appreciate that Katie is open about her mistakes. Most people who position themselves as experts without acknowledging their failures along the way or pretend that Instagram is easy. Thank you so much for that kind review. I agree that, you know, saying when you've done something wrong is really important as we're all learning. So, you know, if you've been a longtime listener, that I'm always sharing the ups and downs of it. So anyway, thank you Thread and Therapy for that very kind review. And if you would like a shout out in a future episode, all you have to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really, really appreciate it. So with that being said, we're all here to talk about how to balance a multi-platform social media strategy. So let's dive in with the very first step, 
which is, of course, choosing your platforms. As I mentioned, some brands choose just one platform and they absolutely crush it there and they put everything into it, while others try to do it all and they try to be ubiquitous across social media. But I think it's important to choose the platforms that fit your brand the best and even more importantly, the platforms that the audience that you're trying to reach is using most often. So really, it's not about being everywhere or only being in one spot. It's about figuring out where your audience is spending time and then making sure that you're meeting them there. Here are a few tips on deciding which platforms might be best for your brand. Let's start by talking about your audience. When it comes to selecting platforms for your business, your audience is the most important factor by far. You need to ask yourself one question. What social media apps is your ideal follower or ideal customer using? If you can figure out which platforms your audience is already spending the most of their time on, this will help you narrow down which platforms are best for you to spend your time on. Because obviously, if you're spending a ton of time on a social media platform where your demographic or your niche doesn't really have a presence, then you're probably going to be wasting your time there. So that's your audience. The next factor that you need to consider is your brand. Though your audience is definitely the most important factor, another important thing to keep in mind is your brand. Who are you as a business? What products or services do you offer? What is your brand voice and personality? The answers to these types of questions might help you find the proper social media platform for you based on what type of format of content those social media platforms are prioritizing, what the vibe or the culture of that platform is. You want to make sure that there's a good match there because just as an example, if you were to create super serious and corporate content for TikTok, there might be a bit of a mismatch, but if you were to create that serious and professional and corporate content for LinkedIn, you know, it would align really well there just based on how the current culture of that platform is. TikTok, going back to that example, would be much more well-suited to casual, funny, that kind of thing. That's more so what people expect on TikTok. Though, of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. I think when you're just getting started out or thinking to expand to other platforms, then it's important that you kind of know what the people on those platforms are going to be expecting of you and what you can do to be most successful there. So that's why you want to consider your brand and how your brand aligns with the culture or the rhetoric of the particular app that you're thinking of posting on. The third thing to consider other than your audience and your brand is your competitors. You can also take some time to research your competitors. What platforms are they using? Is it working well for them? How engaged is the audience on each of their platforms? This is another great way to determine where you might belong. If you can find another creator or another business that has maybe a similar brand to you, obviously it's not going to be exactly the same because everyone is unique, but maybe they're in a similar niche or industry. Maybe they're trying to reach a similar audience. And if they have platforms kind of across the spectrum of social media, you can kind of take a look into each of them and see, okay, like how many followers do they have there? How much interaction are they getting there? I think another big thing to consider outside of these sort of three main components that you want working together is also just where you like to spend time and where you get excited about creating for. I think a lot of us as content creators, you likely have 
a similar experience to me where, you know, you might spend time across all social media platforms. Like a lot of people at least dabble in all of them, even if you don't really like hang out there. Like for example, for me, I go on Twitter maybe once a month to check things out and see how it's going over there. But for the most part, I don't really open up Twitter. I used to go on it more and then I found it was just stress inducing, so I stopped. But anyway, the point is, as a content creator, you might, you know, be a consumer on some platforms where you're not really a creator. That was definitely the case for me on TikTok for a long time. You know, I would go in there to scroll and have fun, but I wasn't really producing much. So when you're thinking about where you might like to expand, in addition to all these important factors of like, is it going to be effective for your brand? I think it's also important to consider what do you have fun doing and what are you sort of aware of in terms of the culture, the vibes, the trends. You know, if you are a longtime TikTok user, you're going to have a much better time starting to create content than like, say, for example, for me, if I was all of a sudden going to go create you know, Twitter or LinkedIn content. Sure, I go on there like once a quarter or something, but I don't really know what performs well there or what the vibe is, at least for my particular audience. You know, the the client side of things is different. So I wouldn't know what to post for myself. And so that's why I think you should consider where do you spend time? Where do you consume content? You're certainly going to have a leg up when it comes to creating effective content somewhere where you've been consuming content for a while, because you'll kind of know what you tend to see there, how people tend to talk and what sort of goes over well on those platforms. So keep that in mind as well. So now that you've done some brainstorming about where your audience hangs out, what suits your brand well, what's going well for your competitors and what you think you would enjoy the most, let's now go over a few stats that also might help you make your decision about some of the major social media platforms. So here's just a little bit of information that you might not know and might help you figure out demographically where your audience is hanging out and what might work the best for you. So of course, we're gonna kick it off with Instagram. As of October, 2021, it was found that 17.9% of global active Instagram users were men between the ages of 18 and 24. More than half of the global Instagram population worldwide is aged 34 years or younger. And obviously, skews a little bit away from people who identify as men. So as you can see, this is why Instagram might fit perfectly into who my audience is, or maybe your audience as well. So that's a little bit about Instagram. Next up, let's talk Facebook. The largest Facebook audience in 2021 is men aged between 25 and 34, accounting for 19% of the total potential reach. Men using Facebook between the ages of 18 to 24 make up 15%, while female users between the ages of 24 to 35 are responsible for 13%. So I guess that's where all the men are hanging out. It's Facebook. Let's talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn, 57% of LinkedIn users are male and 43% are female. 37% of U.S. adults who use LinkedIn are between 30 and 49 years old. So it makes sense that the LinkedIn population skews a little bit older because it's a professional website. There's not going to be a lot of teenagers on LinkedIn. TikTok. So 25% of TikTok's active user accounts in the U.S. are people aged 10 to 19. So TikTok obviously skews very, very young, 
10 to 19. 22.4% of TikTok's active user accounts in the U.S. are 20 to 29. And 21% of TikTok's active user accounts in the U.S. are 30 to 39. And 20% are 40 to 49. This has been certainly the perception of TikTok since it began that it's very much for the youths. But as you can see, there's lots of all kinds of people. 25% is the largest percentage here, but the rest are not that far behind. So like I've said in previous episodes, I really do believe that you can find pretty much any audience as long as apparently they're under the age of 49. You can find them on TikTok. Next up, let's talk about YouTube. YouTube has honestly an incredible reach to all sorts of people. So now I'm going to share with you the percentage of U.S. internet users who use YouTube. And this is as of the third quarter of 2020. So this is of all people in the U.S., okay? 77% of Americans that are 15 to 25 years old use YouTube. 77% of 26 to 35 year olds use YouTube, 73% of 36 to 45 year olds, and then for our upper age groups, 46 all the way to 56 plus are at 70%. The majority of people by a long shot are using YouTube. YouTube is the largest video search engine in the world. It is tied to Google and everybody is on there. So really, it doesn't matter who you're trying to reach, you can find them on YouTube. Next up is Twitter. In February of 2021, it was found that 42% of adults in the United States aged between 18 and 29 use Twitter. So just about half of 18 to 30 year olds are over on the little blue bird app. Next up is Pinterest. While 60% of Pinterest users are women, don't discount this platform if your target audience is not women. In fact, male users are up 50% year over year and many are heavily active users. So all genders are hanging out on Pinterest. Finally, let's talk about podcast listeners. In 2021, the number of monthly U.S. podcast listeners will increase by 10.1% year over year to 117.8 million. Podcasts are mostly seeing traction among younger consumers. This year, more than 60% of U.S. adults aged 18 to 34 will listen to podcasts monthly. All right, now I know that was a bit of a data dump, but hopefully that gave some numbers to back up some of maybe your pre-existing feelings about some of these platforms. Maybe some of them surprised you, but I think it is important to do this research as dry or maybe boring as it can seem because it does help you know for sure that the platform you're choosing is in fact in alignment with your audience, your brand, and your own desires for content creation. Now that you have picked the platforms that you're gonna target, maybe it's just two, maybe it's three or four, it's time to make a cohesive strategy. I know I mention batching content all of the time, but it really is an important piece of the puzzle when it comes to balancing multiple social media platforms. The first step in the batching process is deciding on what I call cornerstone content. This is content that is longer form, high value, 
usually educational or maybe inspirational content. This is going to be the biggest time commitment in your content creation process, but it is so worth it to invest in because it will allow you to power through the rest of your content creation and repurpose so much content across several different platforms. This could be something like a blog post, a podcast episode, or a YouTube video. Once you have all of this great long form content to work with, There are countless opportunities to repurpose all of this for different social media platforms. So for example, I'll just talk you through a little bit of what we do for the Creatorly Media brand. So obviously this podcast is one of our cornerstone pieces of content. Each week we are posting a podcast here and then we also post a YouTube video, which is sort of part of the cornerstone content ecosystem in a way, because if you've noticed our YouTube video is usually something that is related to the podcast episode, but kind of takes a more tangible step-by-step approach, like a tutorial style video, basically to walk you through one of the points that I talked about in this podcast episode. So from our podcast, we pick one point that could be a tutorial and we make a YouTube video about it. Then we also take the podcast and we publish the transcript as a blog post on our website. So we've already taken one piece of content and turned it into three. Then we can take, then we take bits and pieces from the podcast and the YouTube video because there is some variation there and we turn it into content for our Instagram stories. So that's just one example of how you can take a piece of cornerstone content and then really repurpose it to have a presence across a lot of different platforms. But here are some other examples of things that you can do. You can make a graphic carousel for your Instagram feed breaking down points from a blog post or a YouTube video. You could even create like a story carousel, which is sort of what we do out of these podcast episodes. If you head over to our story right now, if you're listening to this on the day it was released on a Monday, you'll go and see that we have a roundup of main points from this episode. Of course, you could also create a reel. Like I could create a quick reel talking about the whole, you know, audience, brand, competitors, components that I talked about at the beginning of this podcast episode and even just do like a little bit of pointing and dancing and then like write a little bit of a summary in the caption. You could also create a tweet graphic. Like if I found a really quotable little section from this episode, I could type it out as a tweet and then screenshot it and post it to my Instagram feed. Or of course I could also tweet it. And finally, you can create a TikTok the same way you would create a reel inspired by the long form content, summarizing it, showing the main points, whatever. You could even make a meme that references a relatable problem that you mentioned in your podcast, your YouTube video, your blog post, whatever. As you can see, there are so many ways that you can take what you've already done and put it into different formats so that it's presented in a really fresh way. So even if you have listened to the podcast episode or seen the YouTube video, you know, the meme is maybe a new take on it or the reel would still be interesting to you. And I think that's what's really fun about repurposing things across formats. It's not just a copy and paste job. It's something where you can add a new level of creativity, a new spin on it, and that keeps it fresh for your whole audience. And 
Also, for your audience that spends time maybe only on one platform or another, there's lots of people that probably follow us on Instagram that aren't listening to the podcast. So when they're seeing these roundups on the stories, it's brand new, fresh content for them. It's not like it's a repeat. And that's why it's so nice to be able to share stuff across multiple platforms because not everybody is on Instagram, YouTube, listening to your podcast on Twitter, etc. So that's step one, batch creating. The next suggestion I want to make to you is curating content. Let's be honest, creating content can get exhausting. This is one way that you can still have content, but not necessarily have to create it all yourself, which can take forever. And that's curating content. Like I said, this is actually something that I just mentioned in the Reels versus TikTok podcast episode that was posted last week. So if you haven't listened to that, then make sure you check that out next because I talk a lot about creating and curating when it comes to your Reels strategy on Instagram. I mentioned that this curating strategy is something that we're currently using on the Creatorly Media Instagram. So we do a mixture of memes, tweet graphics, and then TikTok reshares. Resharing TikToks as a reel not only helps expand your reach, but it's also a great way to network with other creators. You can also scroll through Twitter and discover some catchy, relatable tweets that you can share on a Canva graphic. And that's another way you can network with creators and also reshare valuable content. With this strategy, you can make sure the topic of your created content matches up with the content that you created on other platforms for that week so that it still keeps you on brand and cohesive, but it saves you a ton of time and helps you make some connections in the community. So those are two different strategies that you can take to creating content across all your multiple different platforms. Let's talk about the right tools to use to do all this content creation work. You really can't have a balanced strategy without using the right tools that help you be efficient and create everything that you're setting out to create. So here are just a few that we recommend that can help you balance creating stuff for lots of different platforms. The first one is Canva. This one is, I'm sure this one is familiar to a lot of you. I would say the majority of you have probably already heard of and probably used Canva, but I need to pitch it anyway because I think it is such a great tool for creating content across multiple different formats. And it's very easy to just duplicate something, change the aspect ratio, and now you have content for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest all in one place, the list goes on. One of the best parts of using Canva, especially for people that are not graphic designers by trade, is the ready to use templates, which Canva has so many that are already pre-designed and optimized for all different social media platforms. So you can easily just search Pinterest or YouTube thumbnail or whatever, and it will bring up templates. And then of course you can just make minor adjustments to make it suit for your brand. So I feel like Canva is just a great all-in-one tool for not only creating for just Instagram, but also literally any social media platform that you're repurposing content for. The next suggestion I wanna make is Premiere Pro. This is for those of you who are using YouTube as a social media platform. Premiere Pro is a professional editing software that can make editing a YouTube video a breeze once you get the hang of it. I will admit it can be a bit overwhelming when you first start, but the great thing about Premiere Pro is that it is designed to be efficient. Once you know all of your keyboard shortcuts, you know where everything is, it's designed for professional editors that have a huge volume of work and want to do it efficiently. So it can really help you bang out those videos quickly once you kind of have the main 
you know, ropes. You understand how everything works. Also, of course, with Premiere Pro, because it is a professional editing software, you can set the aspect ratio of your video to be anything you want. So you can easily create a vertical video, a square video, a video that is, you know, four by five aspect ratio for the Instagram feed. You can do anything you want and you can save templates for yourself, whether it is font styles, certain colors that you're using, you can easily create and save your templates to reuse in the future. If Premiere Pro seems intimidating to you, you can always start out with Premiere Rush, which is kind of the beginner version that's available on mobile and on your laptop. And uh, it's pretty inexpensive too. It's only about $9 a month. So if that sounds interesting. I can leave a link in the show notes for y'all, but I personally and my team all use Premiere Pro. So if you really want to get into YouTube, I would recommend starting to learn the ropes of a software like that. The next suggestion I want to make for you is Notion. At Creatorly Media, we use Notion for all of our project management for our clients and our internal projects. We're even in the process right now of moving our client content into Notion for the new year. So in the past, we've created all of our client content calendars in Google Docs. We've just been doing that since before I ever had Creatorly Media, like since before it was an agency, that's how I started doing it solo for my clients when I was just a freelancer. And now we found that Notion is a really amazing way to provide structure, but also flexibility to stay organized and plan content across various platforms. And it also can be a good communication tool with clients. So actually I just did a video on this on YouTube. It's going to be coming out on Wednesday. So if you're not yet, make sure you go to the creatorly media YouTube channel and subscribe because on Wednesday we're releasing a full tour of how our notion works, both for our internal content planning and for my personal content planning, and then also the um, template that you can download for free that we're using to create our, our client content calendars. So we love Notion. I think it is the best way to plan out a content calendar, especially when you're looking at multiple platforms. And finally, I have to recommend to you Later. Now that you have your content, it is time to schedule it. Later is our preferred scheduling platform. Though it can't schedule everything, it can schedule across a lot of different platforms. You can schedule for Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. The convenient part about Later is that if you are making the same post on multiple platforms, say you're posting the same videos, both a reel and a TikTok, you can actually check both in later and it will allow you to schedule them at the same time, which will save you a lot of extra work. So you can just easily kind of sync over your reels from Instagram to TikTok, and then you'll make sure that you've got all your bases covered. Here at Creatorly Media, we are on multiple platforms, including obviously this podcast. We have an email newsletter, a blog, a YouTube channel, Instagram, and coming in 2022, TikTok. I did create a creatorly media TikTok several months back, but took a pause on posting there. And we are definitely going to be back to posting content on TikTok in the new year. We're doing our best to expand our reach across multiple platforms and also so that I can learn and experiment and obviously hopefully reach more of you, but also give you all advice on how it goes when we figure out what works on TikTok and what doesn't for a business brand. So the point is we know how challenging it can be to balance all these different platforms and make sure that you're being efficient and creating the best content everywhere that you're creating. Um, so hopefully these tips and tools help you in the transition to adding more platforms to your roster. And overall, 
We hope that you keep things balanced. As we make our way into the new year, let us know if there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey. We're offering our usual Instagram audits, and we also have podcast audits and YouTube audits as well, which you might not know about. So Instagram audits are kind of our signature thing. We do a deep dive into your Instagram and we tell you what your analytics mean, what you can do to improve your content strategy, and essentially how you can increase your growth. Well, we do a similar thing for podcasts and YouTube channels where we give you an in-depth review of what you're doing well and how you can improve so that you can continue to see growth. So if that sounds like it would be helpful for you, go to creatorlymedia.com and head over to the products tab and you'll see the list of all these audits that we offer and we'd be happy to work with you. And of course, it will all be linked in the show notes. As always, thank you so much for listening. All the best with your new multi-platform social media strategy and I will see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.